Orlando InfoPod, the podcast for all things Orlando. Do you love vacationing in the magical world of Orlando, Florida? Do you need information, news, laughter? Well, this is the podcast for you. We have news, views, and information that will help you have the best vacation ever. Available on eight platforms. Find us on Facebook for all the links. Good evening and welcome to the Orlando InfoPod episode 7. Yes, we're on to episode 7 already. All the other episodes have gone down really well and are starting to build a great audience now. So help us keep it building by telling your friends and family to have a listen. There's plenty of platforms you can listen on if you like listening on your iTunes or on the Anchor one or just so many. All the different ones that are there for you to find. As soon as you click on to play, you will find the option to pick your player. So it's not hard and it's well worth a listen. This week on the Orlando Infopod, we have Becky Watson and she's going to be interviewing mum and dad. Yes, she's going to be interviewing Kath and Bob Watson about their upcoming trip to Orlando. And it's going to be in two parts. Uh, I'm sure you're going to enjoy both parts. I certainly did when I listened. And that you'll get something out of it. I'm sure you will. Also, we've got the weather from Sue Sutherland. That's the forthcoming two weeks weather, as always. Sue does a great job on letting us know what's coming up weather-wise in the future. And you never know, I might even. Yes, I might even have fitted in one of your favourite pieces of music. But you'll have to wait and see. Until then, I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy this podcast, this episode 7, and let us know what you think of it. We like a bit of feedback. The Orlando Info Pod Facebook page was closed because there was no point in having an Orlando Info Pod Facebook page when all the information is posted on It's Orlando Time and the Orlando Info Zone, amongst other places. So the information's going out there. So I, I didn't need a dedicated page just for the Info, info Pod at the moment. Who knows in the future what the future holds as we get bigger and better. But until then, it's time to sit back, relax, enjoy Becky Watson's interview with Kath and Bob. So until later in the show, from me, Peter Harper, bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Orlando InfoPod. This is Becky Watson, and I'm here with... Kath Watson. And Bob Watson. And as some of you might know, very soon... My parents are going to be off on holiday to Florida. Yay! <laughs> so I thought it'd be quite nice to give them a little bit interview and ask about what they're going to be up to and uh, what they're looking forward to. So my first question for you both is how long till you go? Um, well, what today, day is it today? Today is July the 10th. Yeah. And we go up to London on July 30th. Good. So 20 days to go. Yeah, not long at all. So, how long are you out there? A month. <laughs> we fly, we go up to London on the 30th and we come back 
I'm back in the country on the 30th. July um, to August. Have you rang the insurance? No. Oh, okay, <laughs> so better do that then. Uh, that's not the longest you've been out there before, is it? No. No, two years ago, three years ago? We did five whole weeks. Two years ago, we did five and a bit weeks, yeah. yeah. But you've got to go out there for quite a while to pack in everything you, you like to do, which... Uh, what are you going to get up to this time? What's your brief outline? Brief outline? Okay, don't want a day by day count. No, no. Now we're okay. So, okay, so we fly out on the 31st on Norwegian Air, which we've never flown with before. So, we're hoping for a good experience on Norwegian. Flying out to Tampa. We love Tampa Airport. Uh, no. Why do we love Tampa Airport? Because oh, it's so much quieter than MCO. Yeah, immigration's quiet, picking up your car's quiet. Yeah, really like Tampa. So pick up the car and we're going to just have a hotel to crash in for the first night, not too far away. But then we're off down to Naples for for five nights. Then after a while down at Naples, we're coming back up to Orlando to go to a villa for a week. And then after the villa, we've got the start of our Disney fix where we'll be doing a couple of Disney hotels for a week. Quick pop over to the dark side, up to Universal for a couple of nights, and then back to Disney for another week then, before we fly back. So this time around you're doing Beach, then Orlando. But what would you say you prefer? Do you prefer to do Beach, then Orlando, or Orlando, then Beach? And why? Uh, I'd say generally Orlando first, because it's busy and tiring that you get that bit out of the way and then go to the beach to relax before you go home. No, I'd say they both have their merits because if you go to the beach first, you adjust to the climate a bit before you actually hit the parks because um, it can be very tiring first few days. So I say I quite like to go to the beach first and it also means our Orlando time is right at the end of the holidays uh, and that's the quieter time end of August so there's merits both ways and we've even done it with the beach bit in the middle where we've gone over for a while and then we've not gone down to Naples for a few days and then come back again so uh, it's good if whichever way you do it. There's no right or wrong way as long as you do it all. It's definitely good to have a beach thrown in somewhere I imagine so that you at least get a bit of a bit of a time to chill yeah whichever point it comes yeah and that is go on. Of course we've done it with a bit of beach at the start and a bit of beach at the end as well. And that works too. And we quite like those kind of holidays as well, where you sit on the beach and relax and do things. So you get the best of both worlds in Florida, that you can go and sit on the beach and go to the theme parks and go crazy. Yep. So keeping on the subject of beaches, what is each of your favourite beaches? <gasps> can we only pick one? Yeah. Oh, no. I do like going down to Milk at Naples. It's... Just such a nice and easy beach to go to. I can't pick just one. <laughs> um, can you pick uh, less than less than ten because we. Oh yeah, not. yeah, I can do that. That's <laughs> easy. Okay, so Del Nor Wiggins State Park, which that, is also Naples, North Naples. That'd be in my top five. Yeah, is absolutely beautiful. I'll do top five. So Del Nor Wiggins is definitely there. Agree. Um, uh, 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 Fort De Soto, which is up near Tampa, I also love as well. That's where Charlie stood on a crocodile in the water. Yeah, 
Not so fast on that one. It wasn't really a crocodile, it was a shell. Some lovely shells you can go shelling in, nice clear water, safe, sandy, beautiful, deserted, very nice. Um, Dunedin, Honeymoon Island. That was the other one that I was going with. Yeah. Um, I'd go with Loudon Milk as well, in my top five. And then my other one is one we went to only a few years ago, and it was Lido Key on Sarasota. That was a really nice beach as well. But they're all on the Gulf Coast as opposed to the Atlantic Coast. Yeah, you don't like the waves. I'm not keen on the waves, no. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I've asked you that one. How far in advance do you like to start packing? <laughs> <laughs> A long time and I'm getting quite anxious that I haven't got the suitcases down yet. I, I do like to have two weekends before a start between a starting packing and going away because that seems to be enough time to get all the stuff that we suddenly need think we need so so leave itself at least two weekends mm. which is this weekend <laughs> no that means after this weekend okay because i'm starting this weekend yeah. for sure so saying about making sure you don't forget anything there's quite a lot you can get out in florida like if you forget your sun cream for example you know, you just pop into CVS and you're all right. But what is the essential for you to not forget if there is any? My lens stuff and my contact lenses. <laughs> Got to have my lens stuff That's in. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Mm, like you said, there's most things you can get over there. I've, you're saying about sun cream. I really like Aldi sun cream because we can burn. We're a family that can burn. It's really cheap. It's one ninety nine or two fifty a um, a bottle or a spray, and it's got five stars. It's full of protection from UVAs and UVBs, and it's fantastic. So for the price, you don't want to forget it because you can't buy anything as cheap over there. It's amazing. And then the other thing for me is as well, the deodorant is rubbish. So I like the Mitchum stick deodorant, particularly in the humidity. So I try not to forget that either. But Got to say, 10, 10 to 15 years ago, we were going out there and one of the first things we'd do was hit CVS and get all the toiletries. Mm. These days, we get it all before we go. Between Aldi's and Home, Home Bargains, bargains B&M, those kind of places, we just pick it all up before we go. We are lucky that because we go premium economy, we've got plenty of weight allowance. Mm. So we can get away with taking loads of toiletries with us, buy a mirror cheap before we go. Yeah. Or stock and then stock up the Disney ones if they're in their little containers still and bring back so we have those throughout the year. Yeah, might be pumps this time. Maybe. But then Nettie's got me on to Bath and Body Works, so we're going to have to go up to Bath and Body Works oh. and have a look up there as well. So Bob's going, thanks, Nettie. <laughs> one, one over-impressed Bath and Body Works myself. Um, I, it's grown on me. Oh. oh. So instead of the moment you land, you don't stock up on toiletries, you stock up on... Uh, American snacks and stuff like that. Oh, yes. <laughs> snacks and cold drinks. Get, yes, yes. Get the course. fridge packs of cans straight in. <laughs> so in terms of shopping, what, what's new out there? Well, it doesn't have to be new, but what's the, the one special thing you're keeping your eye out for? Like, I know there's some magic bands and things like that. Is okay. there anything special you keep your eye out so for? So you're thinking in the theme parks? Doesn't or? have to be. Okay. So you're looking for a magic band? I'm looking for a magic band. I was looking for some ears, but I seem to have got some. You won some on the weekend at Tony yeah. and Sarah's, and they look very nice on you. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. I've got to say, the, the main thing I'm looking to buy whilst over there is, is a 
kind of the essential clothes hitting uh, Old, Old Navy, Navy and, <laughs> and Walmart. That was going to be my other question was what, what uh, places do you feel you have to regularly go to out there that, you know, for me personally, when I always go out there and get my Converse because there's the outlets and you get really unique Converse. So if there was anything like that. Well, I'm under orders to bring back an iPad cover this year, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. What was the other thing? Oh, I don't remember now. There were two things, I'm sure. I'm going to look for a phone case as well for my phone. But I haven't got my eye on anything this year. Last year, I had birthday money to spend. I bought Michael Kors. But I like having a rummage in Ross or TJ Maxx or TJ... TJ Maxx? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. And Beale. So I like having a rummage around in there to find labels at reduced prices. Oh, I know. Sunglasses. I need new sunglasses. And I'm always on the lookout to see whether my running shoes are cheap over there or whether there's any special offers in them. Sometimes, yes, but... These days with the exchange rate, not so much. Mm-hmm. Fair play. There's a lot of lovely Disney couture, isn't there? I can imagine you trying to keep your eye out for a nice Dune and... Dune and Burke, is it? Dune and Bork. Dune and Bork <laughs> bag that Disney do. Um, so there's a lot of new stuff um, coming out for you guys this year. So you're doing uh, a villa for the first time. You're doing... Well, there'll be Hagrid's story coaster, uh available for you to if it's operating (laughs) seems to break down a lot but what new thing are you looking forward to trying the most skyliner (laughs) we're not going to get on the skyliner (laughs) galaxy's edge it opens the day right skyliner opens (laughs) the day before we come home and galaxy's edge opens the day we do come home so i don't think we're going to manage either of those i'm not coming home (laughs) can't come home until I've done it. It's Peter Harper has said, I've got to stay and do it as research for the page, so I'm not coming home until I've done it. Um, I'm looking, f- in all seriousness, I'm looking forward to Hagrid's um, story coaster, magical ride on a motorbike. That looks like should be good fun. I've got Mako to do. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That'll definitely be a new thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> The insurance doesn't cover me to go on Mako. It says, I've read my insurance policy and I've seen it across it. It says, Kathy's not allowed to ride Mako or her insurance is invalid. I've read it, okay? I'm just putting that out there. i terrified. I need Simone to do some hypnotherapy on me or something. And of course, if, if we do get down to Bush Gardens, which is which is maybe, Possible? then there's Tigris to, to try down there as well. I'll stick to Hagrid and the Skyway. <laughs> so you're definitely looking forward to the new rides the most, though, by the sounds of it. Um, I'm looking forward to taking things easy and relaxing on the way round as much as anything and not rushing things and just mm. not worrying too much about new rides or things like that. that that's not the biggest deal. It's, it's enjoying the time. Um, a thing I'm looking forward to though is the new storybook dining with Snow White and Wicked Queen and two of the dwarves. And another dining thing we're doing for the first time, Shamu. Dining with Shamu, that's mm. yeah. As long as you don't mix us up. Me and Shamu. <laughs> but yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And you're not dining Shamu, you are dining with Shamu. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'll retract that one. Okay. <laughs> um so that that kind of you kind of already answered this one, but I'll ask you anyway. What have you done before, which you are lo- most looking forward to doing again? Okay, a bit of a twist, right? So I say I'm really looking forward to going down to Naples, 
to go on the beach, which we do a lot anyway. But this time with a twist, we're staying at a new hotel down there. So we do try a new hotel now and again. Um, we're hoping that this one will be as good as our others. And hopefully it'll be a new favourite for us because it's the new the Naples Golf and Beach Club, which is right on the beach. We'd be able to sit sipping our cocktail, looking out over the Gulf of Mexico while the sun sets. I've, I've got to say there's one or two restaurants that I'm looking forward to going back to. Particularly, I'm missing Miller's. <laughs> I want to go back to Miller's. And I'm also, we're also looking forward... And for- Rib City. <laughs> Rib City. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'll miss that. Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Steak and Shake, yeah, we yeah. were talking about food the other day. I'm meeting up with all the guys that we met up with last weekend and having some fun and some drinks and seeing all the gang. Good answer. <laughs> so, this year I know you're doing Discovery Cove again. How many times have we been before? Four. This yeah. will be for number five, I think. And what oh, would you say? I think this is number, number four. This is number four. Number four. So, what are you, was your favourite part of it? that you are looking forward to doing again. Okay. It's changed a lot since we went before. Yeah. Obviously, the dolphin swim is... Mm. is it's where you go, is where it? you go, the highlight of the day. Um, I love going round on their version of the Lazy River, taking you through all the different parts of the park and getting out the aviary. And just... It's way... It's almost their transportation system taking you around the park, <laughs> which, is, which is nice. And it's a bit more adventurous... Uh, in terms of a swim than than just going around on the lazy rivers in Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon. I just like being there. I think it's a really nice chill day. Um, if you've got the weather and there's no threat of thunder and lightning later on in the afternoon. So you get your dolphins swimming, which is lovely. That's the most magical part of it, isn't it? And why you spend your money. But the rest of it is all just lovely to explore and there's nothing not to like about the whole thing. Beautiful beach, quiet, not many people there, so it's a nice chill-out day. See whether I've got my brave side on for the snorkelling. Mm. Ooh, fish! <laughs> Something like... move! Something, something touch my foot! Shark! Yeah. yeah, I know. I carried Charlie through that pool. He cling to me like a little monkey. It's a bit like escaping to a tropical island without having to be on a plane for yeah however extra long or a boat yeah <laughs> so mum yes you always tend to That's be me. out there for your birthday whoop, whoop. and ev- not every year but most years we do try and do something special for it don't we we do so what has been your best birthday treat oh my gosh <laughs> again how can i pick one <laughs> we've been on the disney cruise line for my birthday We've been in... You've been on Castaway Key I've on been, your yeah. birthday. Um, we've been in Bay Lake Tower in a two-bedroomed villa overlooking Magic Kingdom with the fireworks going off. Uh, Pirate and Pals cruise. How can you pick? All of them. All of them. <laughs> this year, hopefully this will be as good, we've booked the dessert party, the after Happily ever after dessert party. So we get to sit in the plaza gardens to watch the fireworks go off. And then afterwards we go up to the Tomorrowland Terrace and eat and drink while everybody makes their way out of the park and have a bit of fun. And go, see ya, bye, bye. Hope you had a nice time. Mm, this is nice. Bye now, bye now. Bye now, you should be out the park. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get it all to yourself in the evening then after... Yeah. That'll yeah. be nice. Be and lovely. I expect your dad's got a really nice surprise for me. <laughs> oh, is that so? <laughs> um, 
A balloon, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Which is more than I had on my 50th, I'm just saying. You, you told me not to. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> I think this is a good time to, a <laughs> to take a break and do the other questions in the second half. So, so for now, bye from me. Bye from Kat. And bye from me.
everybody, this is Sue Sutherland here with your weather forecast for the Orlando Info Podcast. Um, we're going to jump right in there and we're going to start off with Friday the 12th of July with 31 degrees. It's going to feel like 38 degrees. It's going to be humid with times of sun and cloud. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 70% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. It's going to be partly cloudy and humid. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 70% cloud cover. On Saturday the 13th of July, we've got 34 degrees with a real feel of 39 degrees. Times of cloud and sun, zero millimetres of rainfall and 70% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees, partly cloudy and humid, zero millimetres of rainfall and 48% cloud cover. On Sunday the 14th of July, we've got 34 degrees with a real feel of 39 degrees. It's going to be a thick cloud cover, zero millimetres of rainfall and 95% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees, zero millimetres of rainfall and 71% cloud cover. On Monday the 15th of July, we've got 34 degrees with a real feel of 40. Intervals of cloud and sunshine, zero millimetres of rainfall and 53% cloud cover. At night, 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees, zero millimetres of rainfall and 86% cloud cover. On Tuesday the 16th, we have 34 degrees with a real feel of 40 degrees. We've got mostly cloudy, a shower or thunderstorm possible in the afternoon. 1.3 millimetres of rainfall and 91% cloud cover. Excuse me. And at night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. Mainly clear, but very humid. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 59% cloud cover. On Wednesday the 17th, we have got 34 degrees with a real feel of 40 degrees, times of cloud and sun, and a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 68% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 27 degrees, zero millimetres of rainfall and 90% cloud cover. On the 18th, Sorry, hold on. On the 18th, we've got 33 degrees with a real feel of 40 degrees. Times of clouds and sun and a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon. 2.9 millimetres of rainfall and 56% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 17% cloud cover. Oh, I hope that means that you can see some um, clouds that night. Not clouds, um, stars. Can't even speak anymore. Okay, so now we have got, hold on, 19th. Yes, Friday the 19th. We've got 32 degrees. The real feel of 39 degrees. (coughs) Partly sunny. A shower, a thunderstorm in the afternoon. 2.6 millimetres of rainfall and 75% cloud cover. At night, 24 degrees with a real feel of 26 degrees and it's going to be partly cloudy. 
We've got zero millimetres of rainfall, but 82% cloud cover. So I hope you saw the stars last night because you ain't seeing them tonight. Anyway, where was I? On Saturday the 20th, we've got 32 degrees with a real feel of 38 degrees. Clouds and sun and a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 71% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. And we've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 32% cloud cover. On Sunday the 21st, we've got 32 degrees with a real feel of 38 degrees, times of sun and clouds and a chance of a shower or a thunderstorm. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 57% cloud cover. Night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 27 degrees. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 89% cloud cover. On Monday the 22nd, we've got 32 degrees with a real feel of 38 degrees, plenty of clouds, and it's going to be zero millimetres of rainfall and 90% cloud cover. At night, we've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 26, wildly separated thunderstorm in the evening, otherwise partly cloudy. One millimetre of rainfall and 52% cloud cover. Tuesday the 23rd of July, 32 degrees with a real feel of 38 degrees, considerable clouds, chance of a shower or a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Zero millimetres of rainfall, 91% cloud cover. At night, 23 degrees with a real feel of 27 degrees, it's going to be mostly cloudy. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 88% cloud cover. On Wednesday, Wednesday, wait a minute, I've lost, I'm lost, Wednesday the 24th, sorry. We've got 32 degrees with a real feel of 38 degrees, considerable cloudiness and a chance of a thunderstorm. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 80% cloud cover. At night, we've got 23 degrees with a real feel of 27, considerable cloudiness and zero millimetres of rainfall and 71% cloud cover. And then Thursday, last but not least, we've got Thursday the 25th with 33 degrees with the real feel of 35 degrees, more clouds than sun, a chance of a couple of showers and a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Zero millimetres of rainfall though, and 47% cloud cover. At night, we've got 23 degrees with a real feel of 26 degrees, considerable cloudiness, zero millimetres of rainfall, and 90% cloud cover. Well, that concludes your weather forecast for this fortnight, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast, as I'm sure I will be. And we'll catch up with you again in a couple of weeks. But for now, I'll let you go with I'm Sue and I love Mickey Mouse. Hello, everyone. This is part two of the interview with mum and dad for their upcoming holiday. Oh, I've got to introduce myself first. (laughs) Specky Watson with Cass Watson. And Bob Watson. It does feel a bit like we're in interrogation at the police station. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm asking you fun questions. Yeah, so. AC12 is off, look out. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to where we left off, um, I'll move on to 
Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which you're doing this year. Um, first of all, do you want to explain what it is? Okay. It's an extra ticketed event, so it's not including your normal ticket. It's an after-hours party, but it kicks off four o'clock. You can go in on that ticket. You can be in there earlier. The actual party kicks off six, seven? Seven, I think. Um, when they throw out all the regular day guests, and then you have an evening event just for those ticket holders. It has all exclusive uh Attractions for the evening, you have exclusive shows, exclusive parade, you have lots of character meet and greets. Because there's only limited people in there, the ride queues are really short. You have trick or treat all around the park in various places and people come away with bags full of sweets from it. Um, Some of the rides have a bit of a Halloween twist to them as well as part of it. You get extra spooky meet and greets and magic shots and all sorts of things and... And, merchandise and, and yeah, and the merchandise if you're if you're into really long queues to, to spend even more money. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, it is without a doubt the best thing I have ever done at Disney. Oh, okay. What would what would make you say that? What what's your favorite part about it? What makes it so special? It's the atmosphere. It certainly has got the party vibe about it with the Halloween bits. The Americans love their Halloween. Yeah. The characters that come out are not characters you can find every day. So it's st- the kicked off the evening by meeting the seven dwarves all together was just phenomenal. I tried to give Grumpy a kiss. <laughs> and he's, he was grumpy. The, the, <laughs> there's something, given the way you meet characters and how many of them are solo characters, very few times you meet two characters together. But at the Halloween party, having all seven dwarves that you're meeting and having a photo with together, yeah, that was a, that was a bit different and a bit special. Yeah, and lots of characters meet together during Not So Scary. So you had Belle and Gaston mm. together. We managed to meet Jane, Tarzan and Turk together. Um, Alice was with... Twinkles. Something like that. So they're real good opportunities to meet characters all together. And, of course... Jack and Sally meeting together. Yeah, Jack and Sally. The show, the Sanderson show Mm. on stage, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The music from it, of course, everybody knows. The fireworks are new this year. There's a different fireworks show this year. So if it tops the last one, that's going to be incredible because they were 180 degrees last time. So goodness knows what they're doing this time. And I can still immediately get the song from the parade into my head. Yeah. The Boo to You parade. Yeah. And those grave diggers yeah. with their shovels yeah so awesome and you get to see wreck it ralph in the parade i remember seeing his float actually in the behind the scenes tour yes yeah. magic shots so there's headless horseman magic shots oh, right, and yeah. um ghostly dancers and yeah fab absolutely fab now i'm glad the sanderson sisters are getting the recognition they deserve because i love hocus pocus and i feel like not enough people have watched it, they should watch it, really. Um, so that's homework for everybody. <laughs> yeah, go and watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I, I have to say, though, although that was a great night, I'd love to do Very Merry Christmas Party again to, to make the comparison. Yeah, yeah. just, just, just to, to refresh our memory and, and for a bit of research. It was a long time ago we did that. Yeah, it was 15, 18 years ago. Yeah. Oh. Am I right that you can actually 
dress up at the Halloween party as well? Is that one of the few yes. times you're allowed to wear a costume? Yeah, they still don't want you to come as the character. No. But you ca- um, lots of people dressed up in very similar costumes last time. There are some restrictions on masks and covering your face and no capes. <laughs> Thank you, Edna. But Charlie last time dressed all in green with a cape and a, and a sun hat, like a trilby straw hat, wasn't it? Yeah, with when, a feather. when I say no capes, no floor-length capes. No, he had his cape on. Um, and he dressed as Ben Alligator from Fantasia. Oh, lovely. And he carried Ben with him as well. Mm. So we had dressing up, but it was too hot, so we went for T-shirts instead, which we're going to do this time as well. That was going to be my next question. Oh, is what, are you, what are you doing? What are you going to wear this year? So we're thinking either matching T-shirts... Or separate. Or not matching T-shirts. <laughs> but a Halloween-y kind of T-shirt. Yeah. Something something themed, you'd say, yeah? A, th- a themed T-shirt. De- definitely going for Halloween T-shirts is what we're looking for. And are they going to be personalised or, or just what you can find in the shops? <laughs> oh, we're talking to people online, because mm-hmm. there's some really good places on um, Orlando Infozone advertising page. Right. And you contact people on there and say, I need a T-shirt for this, this or this, and they work really closely with you to build your T-shirt and when you're happy with it, obviously you pay them, they make it and post it out to you. So Sounds good. Yeah. Got two and a bit weeks left to do it. I know. Time is <laughs> running out and we can't decide what we want. So, going back to Disney World as a whole, what attraction gets you the most emotional? Oh, emotional. Two. Yeah, yeah. two's okay. Lion King show? I was going with that one. I was going to say, uh, why the, is it the Lion King? <laughs> Fest- Festival of the Lion King, yeah. Till we find our place. Yeah. That's me gone then. Yeah. yeah. And Frozen. Oh, yeah. Frozen yeah. sing-along. And for me, one of the most wonderful moments of the whole of Disney is the last kind of five minutes of Fantasmic. Oh, yeah. I, w- I would definitely agree with that. If you haven't seen Fantasmic... Go see it. Yeah, <laughs> the finale where they all come out and Mickey's yeah. up and down. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and he's there. Yeah. He's there. Some imagination, uh, huh? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> Just a brief summary there. <laughs> <laughs> Whistle stop tour of Fantasmic in one minute. <laughs> Although, Illuminations, Reflections mm-hmm. of Earth, finishing this autumn, that's going to be pretty emotional. I, I have to say, for Illuminations, the place to watch it is from the fast pass zone. Yeah. It's not a great use of a fast pass well in advance, but if you are there on the day, you're getting into the afternoon and you're thinking, well, are there any decent fast passes left? And there's running out of fast passes for soaring or whatever, grab one for the illuminations viewing because it is the place to watch it from. It is designed to be watched from there. You've got plenty of space and it's really good to watch it from there. Must say, not not throwing any shade, but most of the nighttime spectaculars for most parks are pretty emotional. Yeah. And yeah, I don't mean to throw shade by saying most, but uh... yeah, most. <laughs> I get pretty emotional when I can't score on Buzz Lightyear as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is interesting how emotional Disney can make you, isn't it? Yeah. But okay, moving on. Um. I've heard there are a few challenges that might be attempted this year. Is that right? Four parks in one day challenge. We're going for it. Um, and the challenge as we're doing it, we're aiming to do four parks in one day, all 
via Disney transportation, not using any cars to drive anywhere, but all Disney transportation. In each park, we have to do one ride. We have to do a character meet and greet. We have to do a photo pass photo with the park icon. And we have to have a, a snack from that park as well. So that's the plan. It's going to be an intense and, day by the sounds of it. And we might push it up a bit and go that those meet and greets are going to be four parks, four Mickeys. Oh, <laughs> I'm sat here going, what? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the lovely Lynn's Brown, an extra special Ben and Tony joining in. So get well soon, Ben. We need you full health and strength to join in with us, buddy. So looking forward to that. So you're going to do the four parks challenge this yes. year? Yeah. Nice. And drinking cocktail challenge? <laughs> drinking around the world? Well. Drinking around the world's a bit expensive. <laughs> we get as far as France and we have those really nice slushies. <laughs> we have a couple of those and then we just don't want to move on, do we? No. And then you go on to Morocco and you go, yeah, nah. that one is nice. Let's go back to France. But I'm missing my girl with cocktails this year. Yeah. Yeah, I need my other buddies now to do cocktail drinking with me. Or just have to wait till next year. I can't wait a year. That's cool. <laughs> um, but saying that you've got to do your picture has made me think, how do you like to capture your memories of being out there? So what, you know, a bit about Photopass and, and that kind of thing, but also where do you like to post them? I mean, Photopass is great. And I, I love to... Use the photo pass. Every You're not a great photographer, you? No, I don't. I'm not a great photographer and I'm not a great poser for, oh, look, here's a nice place. Let's take a photo here now. I, I like the, uh, I like Disney to tell me the good places to take photos. You're and, not, and, not a fan of the walls either. No, not a fan of the walls. Although I did love the, the one of the ones that we did last year with the shadows. But no, I'm, I'm not someone who chases around and finds. Lots and lots of places to take photos. Now, I'm the opposite. I love going to find places to take photographs. So sometimes I think we, perhaps we need to split up a little bit and go off and do our own thing around the parks. Because <laughs> I'm getting the tapping the watch like, come on, stop taking a photograph over there and get moving, missus. Oh, look, it's another wall. Mm, that's exciting. Not just that, like getting your monorail in the shot with Spaceship Earth in the background and... I like photography. I like taking pictures. I also like posting them on. We've got a, our own Facebook page called Part of Your World, which we share on as well. So we've got that running record that doesn't mix up with our own Facebook pages. And we try and record what we do on there so we know and we can share with family back home so they can see what we're doing. I do, I do like the blogging on it because I've, I find that I'll take it maybe a couple of pictures throughout the day. But then by the time I get in, I'm just too shattered to account what we've done. So it's always good that someone's actually... Yeah, documenting it. And there's big shout out, of course, on uh, Orlando Info Zone, the people who actually do take the time to blog, all respect to them. So if you are reading, just put a little like on there because it makes so much of a difference to people who are face planting their phone at one o'clock in the morning, trying to remember what they've done and get it all ready for you to read in the morning. Honestly, uh, just a little like on there. You don't have to comment, just a little like goes a long, long way to people. As well as taking pictures and stuff, there's also like pin trading that's, you know, we've got books, haven't we, and stuff like that, but not as much, not as much uh, recently. I think we've kind of grown out of the pin trading. We did it for years and we're, we're kind of beyond that now. Um, 
I'd say it was while Becky and Charlie were little, it was really good social interaction and gave them something to do, a focus to do and to talk to people, particularly cast members who were excellent at it. So, And we set them challenges. Can you collect all the ones with Goofy on this year or something like that? So so we just, perhaps we were to sell them and we could have another DVC contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's quite, but there's quite a few ways besides just picture taking to capture memories and stuff i'd say one one thing we do have is we do tend to end up with a fridge magnet from everywhere we stay so we we've, we've got a lot of fridge magnets out there from a lot of uh, different disney resorts yeah everyone has their own way don't they um so now i've got some quick fire questions really so do i, do I pass if i don't know the answer <laughs> I, well i hope you've got an answer at okay. least so if disney world was closed don't panic, it's not. Mm. But if it was, and you had to go to a different Disney park, so, you know, California or Paris or wherever, mm. which one do you pick? I'd go back to California, but it would probably wouldn't be top of my list. I'd like to go to Tokyo or Shanghai, I think. I, I think I'd, Shanghai is the next one that I would like to cross off the list. Mm -hmm. But... For ease and convenience, it would probably end up being Paris that we'd get to half a dozen times oh, before yeah. we managed any of the others. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I'd like to see what all the different parks do differently. Yeah, it would be yeah. that would be really interesting. But if Disney World was closed, I promise I'll stop asking you that kind of question. <laughs> it's gonna make me cry <laughs> would you still go to Florida? Yes. Yes. Maybe not in August, but then being a teacher, I don't get much option. But the beaches alone are worth going to see. Yeah. And we'd do Universal. We'd, we'd still do Orlando for the other things at Orlando. Yeah. But probably have a higher proportion of beach to Orlando than we do now. Yeah. We've been down to Miami. We've had to look in the Everglades. We've touched down in the Keys, so we go and explore those more. Got into the north of Florida. Panhandle. Yeah, we haven't been up there yet. So, yeah, we would. I love Florida. I love the people and, yeah, the whole ambience of it all. Um, but if you could go any time of year, because, of course, being a teacher, you can mm. only really go in August. But if you could go any time of year, when would you like to go? Now... I always have the same answer on this one. I would love to go back when we first went. We arrived just after Thanksgiving. So we had those quiet couple of weeks just in the slot between Thanksgiving, just before it got busy for Christmas and seeing the parks in Christmas trim and the, the hotels in Christmas trim. I love Christmas. I love Christmas more than I would love Halloween. So I would love to go back for Christmas. And I'd like to go for six months at a time, twice a year. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so many different things to see. I'm with Bob. I definitely do that no, late no, uh, mid-November to mid-December. That was great. But you've got Food and Wine Festival on. You've got the, um, the Flower and Garden Festivals on. There's just something on all the time. Marathon weekend. Marathon weekends. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, and actually I'd love to go for the Halloween Horror Nights up at Universal, I'd like to do that. Yeah, as you said, sometimes we just ought to split up and do different <laughs> things. That's okay, you're doing Mako and I'm not. So I've, I've been asked to ask this question now, so... Um, what are you dreading or most nervous about, about going this year? I don't know if nervous is the right word, but... I, I'm always unsettled until the travel is over. Um... 
I don't have any problem with the traveling. I've got no problems with flying, no problems with any of that. It just is so logistics. much... Yeah, it's logistics, it's hassle, it's worry that something's... that there's going to be any issues along the way. So that that's the bit that I'm always... I'm I'm not the nicest person on travel day until no. until we're settled because I'm I'm always just wound up and agitated until we until we're there. Yeah, and I'd say f- we're flying with Norwegian for the first time. We've never flown with them before. How are they going to be? Is it a good flight? Will they look after Charlie? Lots of questions. You know, when you book with Virgin, you know what you're getting. So, but I'm the same as you. It's that whole going up to London that one night, and checking in and putting the hire car in and. Uh, then get into the airport and make sure your ticket's all sorted because two years ago it wasn't and then getting off the plane the other side and we've had our car cancelled and all that kind of hassle that you just don't want to happen and I know people have had flights delayed and cancelled and all that stress of travelling I'm not keen on. Once we're driving away from the airport with the first hotel location into the sat-nav, that's it, it's sorted then. And you're on your way. And then the other thing, May not be such an issue this year because we've booked the dessert party. I always get a bit anxious when we're taking Charlie in to watch Happily Ever After because of the way the crowds are set up. And I've talked about that before on the on the yeah. podcast. So, yeah, that's a little issue for me as well. And it can be it can be handy when there's quite a few of us going out there because you can kind of create like a little little wall around him. A little so he's pen. got yeah. <laughs> so he's got space to run through. Yeah. And without anyone else coming with us this year, yeah. that's going to be tricky if we want to watch. Happily ever after on a night that's not dessert party night. We just avoid extra magic hours nights, that's for sure. So we'd be looking out for members of the OYZ gang if they're going to be in the park that night to help us out, maybe. But having a smaller party has its perks and then having its bigger party has its perks. So what? how would you compare the two and what... Well, if you have a preference, what what would you say it is? I don't have a preference no, at all. No. I say when seven of us go, it's like herding cats. Yes. You just get everybody back together and then one decides they need the toilet and somebody else pops in the shop. Get, getting everyone out of a shop when there's seven people <laughs> is is hard work. You just think you've got everyone to the door and then someone's wandering off back, back to see something else that they've just noticed and just actually getting people out of the door of a Disney shop is can be really <laughs> quite frustrating. Yeah. So it's, legit, again, logistics of moving people around, making sure everybody gets to do what they want to do because obviously they're all on a holiday and want to have fun and enjoy themselves. And you've got age ranges from generally six, we've had 16 to 70 and they all have different interests. So trying to make sure everybody's interests, needs and likes are catered for so they can all have fun. And having um, the good thing about having all seven people together is you've got lots of company so you've got people who like the big rides can go off together and do them and people who like to ride small wheel can go ride together as well. Yeah, that that will be the issue this year with only three of us. I won't have a ride buddy for, for certain things. So Aww. so there's there's certain things that I'm just not planning to do because I, I don't want to just do them on my own. So that's Aww. the downside. You need to shout it on the page for a ride buddy. Yeah. Everyone get your ride buddy. It's like Toy Story. <laughs> Should I just book a last minute flight now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be expensive, wouldn't it, though? But perks of smaller groups then would be cheaper in restaurants. <laughs> cheaper. In... It is easier to agree between you. Um, this is where we're going, and just do it. it. You can change your plans easily. Yeah. I feel like there's less stress around taking a break. You you feel a bit 
I wouldn't say less guilt is the right word, but you feel less like you're missing out if, if you're taking a break. If you are a small group, you feel more like, oh, well, we can come back tomorrow. And it feels like, because you don't have to deal with the logistics as much, you can just kind of... Yeah, I, I think it's the changing plans is, is really the big thing that yeah. you kind of get back together and you find, oh, this is down, so should we do this? Yes, okay, let's go. Mm. Whereas you kind of have to explain it to everyone what's going on give them the options and why this is the best thing to do whereas whereas small group we just do it and go and not just that you can quickly say shall we go to Tomorrowland or shall we go over to Adventureland and you can make decisions you know you need I mean Charlie will mind <laughs> Charlie can a mum and Paul and Lana and you you you'll go along with Charlie anyway but sort of going out to eat it doesn't again it's it can be quick decisions and I, I realised that those past couple of questions weren't as quick fire as I was yeah. originally planning. So, I've got four more questions for you. Um, first one, and I'll try and make these more quick fire. What did you enjoy most from Bush Gardens last year? Cheetah hunt. Being with Sarah, Tony, Leona, and Evie. What is your favourite Sea World ride or attraction? Mm. Uh, Shamu. I like the Dolphins show. Is it still there? Um, what is your favourite Universal rider attraction? Mm. I quite like Gringotts, even though it scares me after death. And I love the humour in the Simpsons ride. Yeah, I, th- I think it was probably Gringotts last time was the, was the feature one that I liked. Yeah. I worry this will be the trickiest question. What's your... And getting, getting soaked on Bluto. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite Disney ride or attraction? Flight to Passage. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult. I, I, yeah. I couldn't say. I, I just love so many things. But you, I would have to go and ride Flight to Passage. I'd have to go and ride Flight to Passage. And but, Slinky Dog. But then while I'm there, I've got to see Fantasmic as well. And I've also got to do a Kilimanjaro safari. And I've got to watch Festival of the Lion King. <laughs> and I've got to walk down Main Street and see the castle in front of me. It's not a ride or attraction. Just being on Main Street with the castle, got to do them all. I knew that wasn't going to be a straightforward question. No. <laughs> and I, to be fair, I'm with him as well. <laughs> but that's all my questions for you. So thank you for uh, indulging <laughs> and uh, answering those for me. And enjoy your holiday. Thank you, Beck. So that's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from Kath. And it's a goodbye from me. Well, I do hope you enjoyed this episode of the Orlando InfoPod. That's episode seven. And that you enjoyed everything that Becky managed to prize out of Kath and Bob here, mom and dad. And also that you took note of the weather for the forthcoming two weeks from us. So I want to thank them all very much for their participation in this week's InfoPod. And we look forward to hearing more from them in future episodes. Please tell your friends about the podcast. Tell them how to get here and how to listen. We'd love for for you to have your friends listening too. Right, for now, this is Peter Harper signing out and saying if you're going on holiday in the next two weeks, have a brilliant time. Enjoy every second of it. And don't forget to let us know in all the different Orlando groups how you're getting on. So, bye for now.
Orlando InfoPod, the podcast for all things Orlando. Do you love vacationing in the magical world of Orlando, Florida? Do you need information, news, laughter? Well, this is the podcast for you. We have news, views, and information that will help you have the best vacation ever. Available on eight platforms. Find us on Facebook for all the links.